0: Hi, this is Jordan Shively, and I'm Brock Wilbur, and you're listening to Carrying Into the Void, the podcast where we get together, tell each other about a weird or dark story we've heard, and then we try to find the silver lining or flip it into something that while possibly not positive, will at least be productive. And today we have a pretty special episode because we have Ian Carlos with us. Hey, Ian.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Ian, thank you so much for being here.
0: Ian's a writer and you you have a podcast, award winning podcast, SlayerFest 98. Uh,
2: no awards, but thank you. Hey, um, yes, I did. I'm, not...
1: I'm sure somebody's told me it won a potty. We've also won a potty, I've heard. Ian, had you not got
0: the little macrame <laughs> awards I've been sending you?
2: <laughs> oh, I think you might have been sending them to my old New York. Oh, desk. dang it.
0: Every, every single episode, I'm like, well, this is my theme. I'm going to make it with macaroni.
1: The person in your old address <laughs> is for definitely me, getting a lot of teeth in the mail, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> I would never it's give fine. away that the old... precious teeth.
2: <laughs> the, entire time I, the entire time I lived in that apartment, whoever the old tenant was had a description, subscription to The New Yorker, and it came all the time. The entire time I lived there, I got a free copy of The New Yorker. Well, that's what I write. think I only read it like twice, though.
1: And, uh, yes, but you, put, but you had a nice version. stack
0: of it on your coffee table, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah exactly to look really cool in one of my old uh, la apartments uh i kept getting the previous uh, tenants paychecks uh and i was like god oh. i've got like four weeks of paychecks here and i i looked them up on facebook and i was like hey you don't know me i live in the place you used to live in i feel like i have a month of your income sitting here and and no one's come to get it uh, can i just like bring it to you if you're still in la and she's like Oh, my God, thanks. Here's, here's my address. And it was all the way out on, on, like, the west side of town. I drove out there. And as soon as I pulled up to her place, uh, one of my best friends from comedy, uh, a guy named Asterios Kokonos, came running up to the car with a bottle of champagne and gave it to me. Uh, it was his new girlfriend who had moved in with him. So of all the people in Los Angeles, <laughs> it just wound up being a friend of mine's new girlfriend. Uh, so. And they were like, That's we so were about weird. to be on the street. We didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Right.
0: Or they're one of those people who can Do without a month of income
1: That was my first thought and I was like good for them They can be on the west side now (laughs) 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 Yeah
2: but to be fair I would be one of those people that just like be freaking out But not be doing the correct things to get the paycheck I'd be like oh my god I haven't been paid and I'd send like very stupid emails like hey sorry to bother you but I haven't gotten paid yet and the freelance people would just ignore me
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's happened before. I mean, the paychecks weren't lost. They just hadn't paid me. And I would just send, like, very overly polite emails being like, so sorry to bother you. It has been seven months since you paid me. It, we we usually try to save have. all the sad
1: freelancer stories till the end of the podcast, but I guess we can all start <laughs> going around the circle right now.
2: <laughs> sorry for jumping the gun.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's plenty to go around. But that brings us to what are you going to talk about today, Ian?
2: Um, I kind of wanted to talk about how there are, actually, I'm not sure anymore, but back in the day, my home state of New Jersey is fairly famous slash infamous for having a lot of weird spots, as there is a magazine called Weird New Jersey that's all about all of the, like, very weird slash haunted slash urban legendy type places around the state, and my friends and I used to be obsessed with Weird New Jersey, and we would go visit like, friends that didn't even read it. Like, my friends and I would read it, and then we'd, like, plan for the weekend to go visit the places they mentioned. Um And it's weird to say, like, I don't really get scared at horror movies, but, like, going to these abandoned places would scare the shit out of me.
1: Well, there's no, like, MPAA okay. rating system for what's going to happen in an abandoned building. Like, uh, <laughs> right. the movie can tell you it's PG-13. They're going to sneak one fuck in there. Uh, but like a, a a haunted hospital isn't going to let you know like you're actually going to cut yourself on a rusty nail and die like there's a lot of things that you can't see coming here. But most importantly, <laughs> the most
0: important question about this thing is: Did you have matching jackets? Because this is like an occult club, right? Like a like a encyclopedia brown and investigating club so you did you have jackets or shirts w- weren't you guys
1: called the jersey like, oh. boys is, is that not what the jersey <laughs> boys musical is about <laughs>
2: uh i wish it was that cool it was just a bunch of like i don't know like queer 20 year olds and like straight ladies being like let's go to this place we read about and us like being absolutely terrified okay Usually someone backed out
0: but I would
1: watch that show. Yeah, I would watch that show. Or, that or, or read what that book series. Why don't you series. your sellability
0: here? Ian, I think this is your next book, bitch.
2: Coming of well, age, like queer story the...
0: set in haunted, abandoned buildings.
2: I mean, most of the time it would just be like... I mean, nothing scary really happened other than like running into the police or running into other people that were... You know, touring this abandoned place and being scared because it was like, "What's that?" and seeing people and assuming they were ghosts or murderers, and it just being like other teens or twenty-year-olds who were also looking around.
1: Oh, that's so weird that you would guys hit would hit like a, ma- a mass point where like everyone was actually just trying to go look at all the weird stuff, and that became the weirder part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it- I. I think if Dave Eggers can make a career of it, of having nothing happen in his novels, you could do. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> uh, <I laughs> God. Um, but, so, yeah, one of the... I always remember one time... So there was a place that was, like, closer. A lot of the places would be, like, about, like, an hour away. There was a place that actually was, like, only 20 minutes away, and that was a place... <laughs> this sounds stupid to say, but we went there fairly often. Um It was, and I I tried looking up the names of the places for this podcast, but of course, like, just Googling abandoned place in New Jersey, that wasn't really helpful. Um, But it was nearby. I don't even remember what town it was in, but it was, like, an institution where it had just been abandoned, but they built the new one. Like, there was some trees, and then there was the new one. And the abandoned one, like, you could see from the street and see from the parking lot of the new one. They just left it there. Right? Doesn't that feel like a setup for like a horror movie? One hundred percent. Like,
0: like so people are like, "What place? That place burned old, down five and years the ago." The old
2: one, because it was you know old, it had like a church attached to it, and it was like a weird, and there was like a weird hallway connecting the building to the church. So it's perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that was so, the place. so you're you're saying it sat there sinking in, getting like feelings of abandonment, res- resenting the new building.
2: Yeah, I could see the new one. I could see the new hotter (laughs) partner. Uh, Yeah, and that place actually twice we ran into other people there. And, like, the first time, it scared the shit out of me. Because, like, you know, you're not expecting other people to be in this creepy abandoned place. And I just remember, like, my first thought was, oh, my God, we're being murdered. Like, we're going to get killed. (laughs) And they were just, like, just as scared as us. And then one time when we went with a friend who like hadn't gone with us, she got really scared. And I'd been there like a thousand times at that point. So I was like, Do you want me to wait outside with you? She was like, Yeah, will you like hold my hand and wait outside with me? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. Apparently our group had run into these teenagers and they freaked out and ran outside the building, but they had flashlights, which always felt like a bad idea. Um they had flashlights and they like shined them in our faces and screamed when they got out and it was just, like, me and my Aww. friend, and I was holding her hand standing outside the building, and they were like, oh, my God, are you the police? I was like, no, do I look like the police? I'm and the
0: they
1: were police. like, well, what are you Mrs. doing my here? Girlfriend, Mrs. Police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am
2: Mr. Straight Policeman, and,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was just like, they were like, well, what are you doing here? And I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they were like, oh, okay. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And that was kind of like the craziest thing that happened. Like, once we went to a farm that was, like, an hour and a half away. So that you're was...
0: trying to die.
2: Yeah, yeah, like... That's, like, in the horror movie, we're like, what the fuck would these people be doing that for? I was those people. Uh, yeah. We went to this, like, farmhouse where, like, they had... This This scared me the most. It was, like, a farmhouse that had burnt down and, like, the, fam- like, the rumor was the family had died when it burnt down and it was, like, mysterious reasons. So the house was like right in front of I don't even know what you would call it. I think it was just a barn, but it had like it was very specific to like chickens so it had little like <laughs> runways for the chickens to like you know meander and stuff. and the house had half burnt down, so half of the house was there and it was like very weird so it was just like you could see the staircase and the upstairs uh, and it was like very creepy looking and it was in the middle of nowhere. And to get into the barn, because everything was abandoned, to get into the barn, you had to walk through the chicken coop and crawl and put your head through the little, like, doorway that chickens went through. And I just remember thinking, like, this is where I get beheaded, because that's what would happen in, like, any horror movie. Like, oh, no big deal. You crawl through this, like, tiny fucking space, and you'll be fine. And you get stuck, and your head gets chopped off. Clearly, my head did not get chopped off, but I remember being, I was, like, with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. He was like, okay, I'll stay with you. And then I was more scared waiting outside. So I was like, no, we're both very gay. We're going to get murdered. Let's go inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have a question. Was the hallway between the church and the abandoned hospital, did it have like the glass windows on each side of the hallway?
2: No, it would. the hallway. Uh, the hallway just looked like a hallway in the like place.
0: It okay. was That's the classic ghost one where you're walking by and then right outside the window, you see the other ghost. <laughs>
1: I think I'm now stuck on the idea of you standing outside because it's scarier than going in because you're gay, and then it's like, I, look, there, there can always be a final girl. There's never a final gay. We have to get into the house right now. It doesn't, it doesn't end outside here, right?
2: <laughs> See, I'd watch plenty of horror movies to think it through and be very anxious about all of it. <laughs> we
0: listen. I know the truth. We
2: once went, we once went to the two other places I went to. There was one place in uh pennsylvania like right outside of philly i think it was like two hours away i think that place is still there because i did google it and it's called byberry me and my best friend were both too scared but you also you had to park at a hotel because apparently it was like very heavily secured because it was like a mile long like compound but you had to cross a weird lake and my friend she was just like I'm not getting, I'm not doing that. I'm not like stepping in water and walking around this creepy place soaking wet because it would like go up to your waist. So it was like crossable, but you would be soaked. And I was so scared that we went back to that hotel and just sat in the lobby while our friends went through and then they came and got us when they were done.
1: Link to compound is, uh, never go to a second location. That's, it's just too much happening there.
0: (laughs) Each of these is like a classic abandoned haunted scenario. right? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, bur- half burned down barn <laughs> lake that goes to a compound
2: yeah it was like really like th- we were those teens in a horror movie we like no one's this stupid to do this
0: no one would walk through <laughs> a lake to go to an abandoned <laughs> place <But> that's <laughs> wood we each get dumber the
1: more people we add it goes down by 20 <laughs> IQ points yeah <laughs>
0: narrator in fact they did
2: and then there was this place that I forget, I couldn't remember the name of it, but I know that it's more south in Jersey. It's like southern New Jersey, where there's there's still the place there, and it's like a compound. But across the street, apparently from like back in the day, was where they like housed AIDS patients because you know back then they didn't know what to do with people who had AIDS, and it was these like very very like upsetting and creepy halfway houses. They were just, like, tiny, tiny houses that were all abandoned, and it was, like, a fake little town, uh, and all of the houses had a bunch of stuff in them. It was, like, very weird. Oh, God. One of them just had... And this is, like, so weird. One of them just had, like, hangers everywhere. Nope, 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 nope Like, you walked nope, in, nope. right? Yeah, it was, like, really <laughs> weird. It was, like, you walked in, it was a living room, and then you could see the kitchen, and then to the left, there was, like, a bedroom. That All the houses looked exactly the same, and they were all, like, pretty intact, right? Because that's not... Especially when I went, like, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't that long. They'd only been abandoned for maybe 20 or 30 years. Um, So all the little houses were there, but, like, one of them just had a shit ton of hangers on the floors, on the counter, like, everywhere. Some of them had, like, nothing. One of them had, like, broken statues. Um,
1: You sound like you're describing the Tower of Terror. Like, oh, it looks like everyone here left very quickly.
0: So, you could have done like the best art photo shoot ever. I know, right? <laughs> I would have. <they> <laughs> you you would have been on the front page of Zanga immediately. <laughs> they would have. Front page Zanga. Those pics would have
2: killed on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then that one, the police came and they like interviewed all of us and insisted they knew we were doing drugs, but we were not because we were extremely boring and just literally went to like walk around. Uh, but
1: it was a... You should have been like, Oh, there's where I left my hangers. That's what we came here for. I was just I <laughs> 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 Yeah, I I and
2: I also tried to remember I I was like looking around. I was like, What what did I take? I took something from one of those houses. I don't even remember what it is. So i have probably been haunted for like twenty years. But I remember one of them I found something on the ground and I was like, ooh, I'm taking it.
1: Explains this. a lot. Can you can you tell me the name of that one a one mandible. more time? Where that place was?
2: I, this one was in Jersey. I don't, the only one, the name I could find that, well, I remembered it anyway, was Byberry. That one's in Pennsylvania. This one was, I want to say it was in like Hamilton, New Jersey, but I, I don't know if that helps.
1: I, I'm so like horrified by the idea that we had like, uh, basically like, c- communes or compounds wherein to hide people that had AIDS. Like that feels like one of those parts of American history that got swept under the rug pretty far.
2: Right um actually i bet if i i just realized i couldn't remember where it was until right now and i was like oh wait it was
0: Hamilton."
1: we can put it <laughs> in the show notes yeah all right
0: <laughs> it'll be our first time ever putting something in the show notes so what do you guys think the reason is that abandoned places are so fascinating or why do they hold this somewhat a of feeling of power
1: uh, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I think that the thing that gives them the power is is sort of like what made this last story uh, so creepy. Is that uh, you you have places like the woods, and you have spaces like the bottom of the ocean. You have the unknown, uh, but a place where life once existed and then suddenly ceased existing for some reason uh, carries with it the the sense that like certainly not everything could have left because life leaves a trace. Uh, and so something must remain. And there must have been some reason. And like they're, they're, across the Midwest, like that sort of thing comes from like, oh, the railroad didn't need to go through that town anymore. And over a period of time, people left. But there's still something around there. There's always someone <laughs> waiting in the shadows just outside of that. And that's what, for me, gives me uh, the, the sense of that nothing's ever truly abandoned. Nothing is ever... Well, things can be abandoned. Nothing's ever truly empty. Uh, and that's what's so uh, fascinating and frightening about abandoned places to me. Hmm. Do you think
0: that maybe some of it is also that in some ways you're walking through the grave of all these, what used to be there? And so you are walking through like, you when you go to a cemetery, everything's under the ground. You know, you see a, a marker, but the crypts are closed. The caskets are buried. But in an abandoned place, you're walking through the casket of what used to life that used to be I, there.
1: I, I feel like Detroit is a that thing because going up there, I'm always like seeing like an abandoned power plant or like uh, an abandoned factory for something. And walking through those is walking through the ghost of like ideas or the <laughs> the ghost of like progress or civilization. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking about.
0: Like, like you're walking through almost like the shadowy figure of what used to be there and seeing like a a mirror to the past, but a mirror that's all dead.
1: Like it's the cicada. It's the cicada husk of lives. (laughs) What a beautiful comparison. I want to apply that to my day job when I walk through the office and just think like, you know, 20 years from now, this is all just fucking (laughs) abandoned. And somebody's going to be like, wow, people used to live this way. And we'll be like, yeah, we're all dead now
0: though. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) or maybe you'll still be there. there.
2: I, I kind of think it was just like I was like nineteen and twenty, and like that shit was like the bit. I, I was also important note. Important note is I was straight edge, as were a lot of my friends.
1: Um, hey, bud, how are yes. you? We're amongst friends here.
2: <laughs> so, like, I even had like the watch that had the X on it. I was like very into it. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> now yes. Now we are. Uh, but I think it was like, oh well, I'm not like like i mean i i had friends that like i would go to their parties and they would get drunk and like okay but for me that just like wasn't my thing uh and i think it was just like a way of getting a thrill i don't know
0: did you also have a navy gas station attendant jacket i did not know (laughs) oh i thought that was part of the straight edge uniform
2: uh, the X-Watch actually was given to me by a straight guy I had a crush on. He was like, oh, I think, like, do you want this? I feel like this would look really good with you. And I was like, thank you.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I will keep this forever.
2: <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I really think that's what it was. I really, because like I said, I would always be scared, so I don't know what the fuck I wanted to do it for, but I really think it was just like, well, this is a thrill, so sure. I have to feel something. Yeah.
0: God. <laughs> <Good. laughs> Maybe it's because you, you were living in the suburbs at that time, mm. were you? Yeah. So maybe it's like the the reaction to seeking out the antithesis of like that co- that compacted humanity. You know, like yeah. around you, everything is like full of like flesh and people and just going about their everyday. And these places are like the opposite of that.
2: Yeah, that you know what I think that probably could be true because we also used to like to go. There was like a weird park where a building, there was supposed to be, like, a luxury condo that was supposed to be built, and then it just, like, they dug a huge hole and then never did anything. And me and my friends would, like, go to that park, and, like, some of them smoked cigarettes, and we would just, like, they would smoke their cigarettes, and we'd, like, play around in this giant-ass hole. Just hang out in the hole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: why they called us the Hole Boys. The
0: Hole calls us. God. <laughs> Ring call to the whole. The whole knows what we want. There is a sense All right, that we it... can't say whole again, Jesus. Oh, you have not heard our show then if you think we can't push this to death. Uh,
1: the the idea of an abound place is also like you're talking about about places that you were like going to, to do this. Like, yeah. It, abandoned implies that you are not supposed to go there and probably in most cases within like civilization at this point like like you said in your stories like there's always like going to be a cop or a security guard that shows up because it's abandoned for a reason and like that that has to be there and uh there's always a sense that you've never been given the story on what it is like people left this uh this town and a cop went to make sure that no one was in that town but like any story about it doesn't sound great. Uh, and it sounds like if it's, if it's that bad, something worse could have happened. Like, uh, it, it, it is, it is breaking the foundational laws of civilization to go to a place that civilization has said no to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really think it was just like my like shitty, you know, warp tour 20 year old going like mine being like, Ooh, I'm badass now. <laughs> I rolled my eyes at myself, yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No matter what it is, it's a pretty, it's always such a fascinating topic, so there's all different things to look at it from.
1: Jordan, you want to do a carrying into the void for this?
0: Yeah, let's, let's go into that. Here is your carrying into the void moment. You are an echoing expanse. You have dark, cavernous depths. Doors and hallways clogged with rubble. Rooms that have long since fallen into disuse. And at times, it may seem like the only voice you are destined to have is that of others, reverberating through your emptiness, temporary blips in the static track of your quiet desolation. But you are more than that, aren't you? There are things mixed into your foundations, boarded up in your supposedly hollow walls that no one knows about, aren't there? And those things, well, they've been growing seeping beneath the floors, curling themselves through the electrical systems, and slithering through the air ducts, waiting in the deep in the dark for the moment when they will emerge. And you? Well, let's just say your structure, your former shell, your supposed crypt, is about to get very... Unquiet.
1: Jesus Christ! It's weird when you get when you get funny about it at the end. Oh my God! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jordan, I feel like you should do ASMR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was, I was like, mm. how do you get into ASMR? Do you just like one day you're like someone walks by you and goes oh, when you're like just talking or something? I feel how like do you discover that, that you're an
2: ASMR. I feel like you post videos online, and then someone's like, ooh, you're good at this. There's
1: a microphone that keeps coming up uh, as huh? a for-sale item uh, in an ad that's targeted to me on Facebook, and it has three settings. It's got an omnidirectional mic setting, a directional mic, and then the third setting is just ASMR, and it, uh, it makes me have like an anger attack every time I see it. I'm just like, no, you, you're just supposed to turn up the volume of the... Oh, we just build mics with that setting in them now. There's that many people do an ASMR that you just want to buy an ASMR-only microphone, uh, and then I consider going to my friend's studio and burning it down. Like, just, I guess we're done here. Nothing <laughs> matters. Uh.
2: See, I didn't even know. I kind of thought people just, like, had a... I, I don't know. I thought it was, like, the mic was, like, better quality
0: and they spoke closer to it than... I just I just thought they spoke closer to it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's what you... yes. <laughs> Took 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 off the pop filter.
1: We didn't spend twenty years having a setting built into the side of mics that said NPR. Like it's not like we couldn't have done this. <laughs> so, does
0: anyone have any things they've been doing for self care lately that they want to share?
2: Um, I've been very mute happy on Twitter. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I I've been like leaning hard into muting words that not are necessarily like. I'm sorry. How do I word this without saying, sounding like an asshole? Um, like I'm um, su- sound like an
0: asshole. I'm,
2: I'm okay. I'm sure we've all seen the discourse on Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. I muted the word Ellen and the word DeGeneres. Uh, not because I disagreed with what anyone was saying. I just was like, I'm done hearing about this. I, I can't see the same hot take for the 800th time from someone thinking they're the first person to tweet this hot take.
1: I think the hottest so, like, thing of things all like is that. 2019 suggests that, uh... George Bush may have done war crimes. It's brand new to me. I'd never heard of this before, so it's I find it a uh, spicy spicy take. But but yeah, that
0: that idea that you have a mental commons in your head where different things try to come in and, like graze in the, the that pasture that is your mind and it'll get overgrazed if you don't like put some fences up.
2: Yeah. And like, you know, I've muted the word Taylor and the word Swift and the word Pokemon. And it's not because Aww. I, I know,
0: <laughs> it's
2: not because I necessarily hate any of those things. It's just, I, the thing, it's weird. The thing that'll bother me on Twitter is like when I, like, like you said, oh, wow, this is a spicy take. I'm going to say George Bush is a war criminal. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. And those kind of things drive me nuts because even though, like we said, it's not that I disagree with the people saying them. It's just like, yeah, we we said that, we covered this. Um, so like, decades ago, yeah. So for me, those are like the kind of things I mute, um, and I've been really leaning into it lately. Uh, like I tweeted the other day, I thought, I forget what it was, but I like mentioned the word Pokemon, and I was like, And I realized it was because I muted that word. Oh my god, um, you ghosted yourself. <laughs> i did and so like things like that that like aren't things it's not like you're like it's not like it's like i don't know i'm not that's not a hot take being like oh i hate nazis like yeah of course but i'm not like i think it's like going further to like mute things that maybe are just annoying uh to make your experience online less of a shit show i don't know
1: does that make sense no i
0: i totally agree like you have to curate your mental space.
1: Yeah, I've still never muted. I've done a word, it so well it's for a very uh, Jordan uh, reason because, like, in my head, I, I worry about oh. uh, giving that by muting that word, I'm giving that word power over me in some way, which is why, I, like, I think that that's, that's how Jordan would think would explain something like that to me. I know it's not his reason because he definitely mutes <laughs> words, but like in my head, I'm like, I I can't because then then Pokemon rules me. Uh, I put it on my list win. Of, of evil, powerful words. <laughs> I'm not great at. Self-care. Oh, I, I want
0: to eventually. I will. I will mute the world. <laughs> I will mute everything and just sit there in silence. Make that shirt. Make the shirt. Let the, mo- let the, mo- let the moss reclaim my bones.
2: <laughs> I even. I'll mute. Like you know, you can like block or unfollow people, but I'll. If, when I do that, I will also mute their handle. So then even if someone quote tweets them, it won't show up, which is yes. a self-care. That's,
0: that's, a, that's extra. Yeah. <laughs> Eat that, my ex-boyfriend. <laughs>
1: Got some hot tips here, kids. So now you know. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Brock? Uh, I have been doing this thing that uh, I've been hearing about for years and uh, considered that, like, Maine, I don't know if it's right for me or not. Uh, and it's called a Standing Up for Yourself It it just never uh, seemed like it was the right fit for me, Uh, but uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, my ability to enter a situation, feel like uh, it is not being very kind to me, whether it's work or personal, uh, and then very quickly just be like, hey, you know what? I don't like any of this, and I'm going to let everyone know. Uh, it's uh, it's actually turning out pretty well, and I'm surprised that I spent 35 years not using this uh, this life hack here. Uh, it is uh, It got me a promotion at work but less hours. Don't know how that came about. Uh, mm. I can tell that I'm going to be using it on some people coming up around the holidays. feel like that's going to pan out uh, middle <laughs> of the road. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's coming uh, just at the right time because also uh, without getting into specifics, Uh, and you can probably extrapolate what I'm talking about by looking at the news, uh, any of the news lately, Uh, there's a lot of stuff all of a sudden where uh, free speech or uh, standing up for what you believe in uh, can cost you a lot uh, because there are a lot of companies in the United States right now that are caving uh, to outside pressure. Uh, And I can see myself entering into some professional situations in the next few weeks where I might not give a shit about losing my job if I'm going to be able to look myself in the eye and know that I'm on the right side of history about something. And that feels uh, different and good. So we'll see how that plays out. It is it is wildly less stressful for some reason to go into this uh, instead of being like, how am I going to toe the line or make it okay in my own head and instead just be like, nope. I'll just. Uh, what if I just do the right thing? Tr- doing the right thing—that's my self-care uh, for for this week.
0: <laughs> I love that. But Brock, you, you always have this fall back on.
1: I. Oh uh, yes, our money from being a Potty Award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for, for everyone listening that's not getting the joke Jordan joked earlier in our DM setting this up That we'd won a podcast award And I literally did not know if we had or not Life has been moving very fast for everyone lately And if somebody had sent us an award And I didn't know about it It would not have surprised me Except for the fact that we haven't released an episode in months
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought I was making up the dumbest name For a podcast award ever right, Naming it The Potty And that is a real award Apparently,
2: <laughs> I, on the other so, hand, was very confused when Brock took it
0: seriously because I was like, "Oh, this is a joke, right? <laughs> is it not a joke? We're, we're perhaps a bad round." <laughs> I do like that our here. guest, our guest. It is nice that our guest immediately assumed that it's a joke that we would win an award. But that is Jordan. Cool. What oh, have you Jordan been doing on. for yourself lately? <laughs> Has it been this? <laughs> I went and got and started doing the testing for ADHD, and apparently, I ninety-eight percent do have ADHD. So, um, just going and taking the time and the money to invest in figuring out things that have probably always been problem for me. So, oh. my, my therapist hey, has great. it, and everyone's going to the doctor. To break, like the
1: uh, get into the personal, but like once a week, she's like hey, can I share this personal thing with you? I was like, oh, fuck yes, please. That's what I'm paying for. And she's like, this is the thing that works for me. And I'm like, thank you for that brief aside. Like, it's as if the rest of the hour is like the stuff that she's supposed to say and then these breaks from the, like, a direct to camera, like, actually, what would really work for ADHD is this thing. And I'm like, why, thank you. We'll keep it our secret from <laughs> there. I got an ADHD for dummies book, oh. exists. <laughs> I feel like that's a
0: difficult nice. read. I feel like I'd get distracted. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so what are we gonna signal boost this week?
2: Um What have you been working on? Me? Uh yeah. I have been working on my podcast. Uh, what's it about? It's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash pop culture podcast uh jordan has been a guest on for an episode Um uh, mm-hmm. we cover buffy every above the episode in order we are halfway through season six i've been gearing up for our hundredth episode which has been stressing me out and then i'm going to take a little hiatus and but we also cover like marvel movies we covered we did an episode on sabrina the teenage witch or chilling adventures of sabrina with one of the show writers uh so i try to like expand especially since you know buffy only has seven seasons so what the hell am I going to do when right. it's over? You're
1: going to have to, yeah. yeah. You, you uh, and I think I might do, like, right there, so.
2: I know. I You know, my worry is that, like, I like Angel, but I <laughs> I know that, like, it's not as beloved. So I feel like it would, like, I don't know. I worry
0: that people would stop even, listening. Even though it was better? Uh, yeah, I'm on that same team. Ready. I feel
1: like you, that's a better use of your podcast is to celebrate the uncelebrated thing. We're both in for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I also would like to, like, I don't know. I want people to listen. I don't want it to be just two people being like, yes, this show is better than Buffy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been writing. I'm trying crawling my way through my third novel, hoping it goes somewhere. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Is there a website, yeah, where they can find all that stuff? I, uh, my podcast is SlayerFest98. Uh, we are on social at slayerfestx X ninety eight, and you can find us on like Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and a bunch of other places. Podcasts are hosted. I'm working on having like a actual site that you can go to to find everything and make it easier, rather than like going to Twitter and clicking ten things. Uh, but for now, that's you go to Twitter and click different things to find where we are. So we have an Etsy shop, we have a Patreon, we have. Yeah, the actual podcast
0: episodes. Cool. My um, signal boost is going to be something that is thematic for the for the show. So there's a book called Quiet Houses by Simon Kurt Unsworth. And it is a really scary, really good collection of short stories that are all tied together by a meta narrative about quiet places, oh. abandoned places. So it is. I read it this year and it's amazing. It's out of print right now. So it's kind of expensive if you look for it, but they're re, they're republishing it this awesome. month, I think, in an expanded version. So you look for Simon Kurt Unsworth um, on Twitter or whatever he's been talking about um, the the upcoming republishing of it in two formats. I think they're going to do one that's just Quiet Houses, and then one that's like the expanded, all the other related short stories that he's written in the same universe, all kind of put together into an, a, a collected edition like the Nakamata payhurst or something like that. But yeah, so that's my quiet houses. Simon Kurt Unsworth. Cool. Now I'm interested in that. A few of them actually scared me. There were some good, like some of the stories are so eerie that I was like, Ooh, <laughs> when you, like you, 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 you laugh from glee at how creepy something is out loud. All right. Every Everyone does that, right? <laughs> I wasn't, I
2: wasn't going to call you
0: out, but <laughs> I don't
2: know that that's normally my reaction, but you know,
0: You you don't go, oh, all right, Brock, Brock. (laughs) Uh,
1: So uh, I'd like to uh, signal boost uh, my friend, Chris Ligman. Chris Ligman uh, used to be uh, big in the games journalism world. And uh, thank Christ they got out of it. Uh, and uh, now they do a lot of localization work uh, and, and bounce around with some things like that. Uh, but localization work on individual games can take up uh, like a month or two of your time. And then it's on to back to being on unemployment. So after uh, going through a lot of medical stuff uh, and so on and so forth, they have opened up a Patreon, uh, which is at uh, Patreon.com backslash Dire D-I-R-E-K-R-I-S. Uh, Chris is also somebody you might know because they made the game You Are Jeff Bezos, uh, which was a Twine game that came out last year uh, in which you attempt to spend all of Jeff Bezos' money, uh, and there's a lot of different paths <laughs> it can go down, and it gets very weird very quickly. Uh, it is an incredible simulator of just how much money Jeff has, but also gets real far into like some weird crimes and anime and just what you could possibly, <laughs> possibly do and remake the world as – if you were Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, they also have another Twine game that's called, uh, which, uh, like, re- You Are Jeff Bezos was written up in, like, Forbes and shit. So, like, that's a big... That's probably where you'd know them from. But also, uh, they have uh, oh, cool. a game called Pet Cats and Save the World, where you pet cats in order to save the world. They also I'm have a game that's called Realistic Teen Witch Simulator, uh, which is a Twine game about being a teenage girl, and you have a book of witchcraft, and it's, it's the night of, like, the solstice or something, And you need to try and find these items uh, in order to perform a ritual, but you're just like in your parents' house while they're asleep. So you're trying to find things that like approximate what's in this old like witchcraft textbook and maybe get it all together in time to perform this ritual. And it is a realistic teen witch simulator. So the endings that you'll come into are a lot of, you know, well, I, I guess uh, nothing happened, uh, and uh, what does this mean for the world, and where I fit into it, and and where where does hope live? It's great. It's so much fun. That sounds you amazing. Will love it. I am if better, you're listening I am to this game, yeah, that. it's just yeah, it's and they're all free, uh, and so like uh, yeah, the idea of throwing a uh, five or ten bucks at Chris each month via their Patreon, uh, you can find them at Chris Ligman, K R I S L I G M A N on Twitter. They're a great follow there anyway. Always covering like cool stuff, and they're so funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, somebody that could uh, really use a few bucks, and I think that what you get in return is is well worth it. So, where can we find you on the internet, Brock? Now that we're wrapping up this return episode, I am at Brock Wilbur on all places. I have a couple of other podcasts, not a lot of them lately because the world has been busy. Uh, I, my my priorities lie with this one uh, and so when we aren't doing things here i'm not doing things elsewhere uh so uh, go check out my wife's writing at the mary com. she did, she's been doing incredible work there for, for three years plus now and uh holy shit is it hard to cover uh politics day in and day out through a feminist lens uh because it is uh it is quite bad out there yeah, you can, can find
0: imagine. me on Twitter at @HottestSingles. Um, Nowhere near as spicy as it sounds, where I write weird things. Also, I have a Patreon, which is Dread Singles, where I do write spicy things. Like some smut and some... <laughs> every, everything from smut to necromancy. So, you know, like, if you like that gamut, that's my Patreon. And I make t-shirts at VoidMerch.net and GeorgiaShively.com. And you can find Ian...
2: My personal account on Instagram and Twitter is at Ian X Carlos. I keep the X in there for my name and my podcast, kind of like a throwback to my straight edge <laughs> <No>. days.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ian is a very fun person to follow on Twitter. So. Ian is a great follow. Ian oh, is thanks. also one of the first people that like one of us ever brought up as like, hey, we should have them as a guest on the show, and the other host immediately was like. I'm so mad I didn't think of them first. Like we're so happy Ian was able to come do this today. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> this is validation, I need oh, this. I Thank you, such boys. A good time <laughs> this is a
0: good a good topic. We should have you on again. So start thinking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. I already got some other subjects. I can talk. I, I do this all the time with my podcast. So great. <laughs> and on my podcast, I try to let everyone else talk because I talk too much. So being a no, guest man, is fun. We, we want you
0: to talk. Um, So this is nice to come back and have an episode after such a long break, but hopefully we'll be putting these out again more often, but with zero promises for continuity. And And thank you to everyone that was
1: a both really appreciative of the break, but also uh, thank you so, so doubly much to everyone that didn't uh, enter into the mode of demanding shit from creators and being like, do one now dance for us monkey. Uh, So I appreciate that we have cultivated uh, such good people around us and such good people that understand who we are too. I think it's because every episode also we talk about how stressed out we are.
0: (laughs) So like it's part of the, the culture is now it's like these two guys, man. They're
1: kind of fragile. <laughs> you you know that wouldn't stop anyone on Twitter who really yeah, wanted to be true. like demanding. That's not yeah. uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's true.
0: Well, it was good to hear about it again, and we look forward to seeing you in the next time. And remember, until then, keep your heart stark and true and your teeth sharp and many. See
1: ya. Thank you for listening. bye bye, bye bye. Bye.